Alexis, and Moira, and David, and Johnny, and all their Schitt's Creek friends. Ew, David! Hi. Hi! Welcome, this is Shit Simply the Best, I'm Katie. And I'm Rayon. Hi. And hi. Hello. Hi there. You're here. Hello. We're here. Hello. And we're doing the <laughs> You're thing. You're here, we're here, we're all here. <laughs> we are on <laughs> episode 10, Sunrise Sunset. Great title. Yep. Cute little um, Fiddler on the Roof reference. Yes, yes. We Weddings. love We love a theater reference uh. here. We love them. They're the best. Moira, Johnny, and David are at the cafe in the beginning here. Johnny's ordering something small from Twyla because <laughs> he doesn't want to spoil the tasting he's about to go on for David's <laughs> wedding. He completely ruins everything because David's trying to get his attention, like, don't talk about what yeah, we're doing. The wedding. They're not using the cafe for catering, so that's part of it, because Twyla asks about that. And then Johnny goes, well, Twyla, if you're working, you can't really, you know... Enjoy the wedding. Enjoy the wedding. <laughs> so I'm invited to the wedding. Yeah. It appears so. <laughs> yeah, I love that. Ooh, Johnny walked into it. <laughs> Johnny is saying before that, he's like, it's my gift to David, so it's really... <laughs> On him, who he's choosing, you know, yep. for catering, trying to throw blame elsewhere. Moira's like, oh, look at Johnny doling out gift after gift like a Turkish Saint, <laughs> Saint Nicholas. <laughs> I don't know why Turkish, but sure. Nope. Do they have a lot of gifts over there, apparently? Yeah, I don't know. Twyla leaves the table and then Johnny's whispering. He's like, you know, I didn't know that she wasn't invited to the wedding. David's like, well, you fixed that problem yourself, so... <laughs> We get to one of the A storylines here. Moira has good news. Tippy Bernstein. Tippy Bernstein. What a name. He's coming Tippy. to have a power lunch with Moira. And we learn that he was the executive producer on Sunrise Bay, the soap mm-hmm. opera she was on. Moira assumes, you know, I don't know what it's for, but maybe it's a new project. He always had his fingers in a few fires, as she says. Gross. It does sound gross to me, too. It sounds weird. <laughs> <laughs> so... She interrupts herself saying, oh dear, because in walks Alexis, looking very sad. Yeah. She is in what I call not tight, cute sweats, opposite of the Alexis we know and love sweats. (laughs) Yeah, definitely like depression lounge. Yeah, very loose, very like all gray kind of. It's mm-hmm. a it's a moment. She just looks really sad. The hair is like all Yes. Everything references other undone. shows for me, but this reminds me exactly of when Richard and Monica break up and friends and she's the same. She's like in like utter sweats, like I don't give a shit and I don't know what I'm doing. Mm-hmm. I'm just walking around. It's really funny because they all react immediately. She says, Oh dear. David's like, Good God and, he, and then Johnny goes, Brave faces everyone. <laughs> Brave faces. Alexis sits down and he goes, Oh, Johnny, you look so natural and peppy. <laughs> natural. Alexis is like, actually, I had a rough night. You're fooling everyone, dear. <laughs> nice acting. Nice acting, clearly. Very, very casual. Very, very casual. The best moment. <laughs> David's like trying to fix something in her hair. And she's like, did you get it? And he's like, yep. And he yep. pulls out whole an extension. extension. Oh, my God. It just like puts it on his lap like oh god it's so comfortable it's so bad it's just like this little piece she doesn't even notice she's just looking down like she's like did you get it (laughs) so bad it's so bad oh 
Alexis. I feel so bad. Okay. We are at, I don't know if we learned this before, or we probably saw it in an early episode, but the motel that they bought, which is called the Sherwood Hotel right now, mm-hmm. part of their new chain in the Rosebud chain. Chain sure. repeated. So <laughs> Johnny's with Roland, and he's handing out copies of his book to their new staff at this motel. And Roland is just blunt. Giving intros, he's like, yeah, this is Johnny, the guy on the title of the book, and he's the guy that they'll come to when they don't understand why he's making them read about VHS tapes. <laughs> what about the unified front we talked about? It's like, these guys need someone to inspire them. <laughs> exactly. TV comes out asking to speak in private, yeah, but Johnny's like, well, we're all family here. So she goes, okay, well... <laughs> Ronnie just found termite damage in room six, and apparently the whole foundation's the whole foundation. about to collapse. Well, this is something we should have talked in private. I know, Roland. <laughs> it's so good. <laughs> right away. <laughs> it's so serious. <laughs> when they leave, he goes, how are we going to cover these costs? And Roland's like, well, <laughs> I gave one of my kidneys away to, to my cousin Bruce, but we could see how I run on an empty tank. <laughs> on empty tank. Lord. But Stevie suggests, she goes, well, I went to school with this guy who starts accidental fires. Worst comes to worst, we could collect the insurance money. (laughs) We're not burning anything down and we're not donating any organs. Yeah, I love that. (laughs) Yeah, we can't do either of those. He's like, you know, we're knee deep in this and we have to figure out how we're going to find the money in Mm -hmm. a real way. And Roland's like, well, that's good because apparently my kidney was garbage. (laughs) (laughs) Bad kidney. I wonder why, with the way that Mm -hmm. that man eats. At the motel, Alexis is in full mode. She's just binge watching, as we do. But she's like laying in bed watching Sunrise Bay, actually. Mm -hmm. My theater heart gets very happy because we learn that Moira's co-star is Victor Garber. Victor Garber. I love him dearly. He's the best. And his name, glorious name, Clifton Sparks. (laughs) Jesus. What a name. But Alexis is saying this season's really weird because Moira's good, but she forgot how bad Clifton was. Mm-hmm. And Moira calls him, oh, that's Uncle Sparky to you. And the <laughs> plot line <laughs> is about a Ouija game that Moira got possessed. Yeah. How is she the only one possessed? <laughs> when, what was the name? Trayden? Something insane. Doesn't make any sense. Alexis is starting to get up, you know, to join Mo- Moira on the lunch she's going on with Tippy. But Moira's like, I don't think in your condition. In your condition. That you should come. She goes, I can handle it alone. I think it's important for you to stay where you are, where no one can see you. And to focus on critical <laughs> Critical self-care. self-care. Very critical. <laughs> And Alexis turns the show back on right away. And then, well, Moira gets excited, of course, because it's her on TV. So she's like, oh, this is a good scene. This is a good moment. Yeah. How dare you make me kill my father twice? (laughs) And we get a nice triple slap. (laughs) Triple slap. Yes. It's glorious. I love soap operas. They're delightful. I know this one. The plot is so insane. I like, I really want to see it. They should reboot it. <laughs> Especially the stories we learn about later. Like, what the fuck was going on with this show? The time machine in the broom closet. It's like a sci-fi fantasy soap opera. I mean, which a lot of them actually are in a way. They are. A lot of them don't make sense. And a lot of them are, you know, they bring back people that have died, which mm-hmm. definitely happens to her character. We'll learn about it. But that one's like cranked to 11 and I really want to see it. It's like at 11 all the time. <laughs> 
I definitely want to watch it. We go with Stevie and Johnny who arrive at this restaurant and Stevie walks in. She's like, oh, this looks very fancy. And this Mm -hmm. is where the tasting is. She's like, I wonder how you're going to be able to pay for this. I think David would understand after a while. He's, I know deep down he's not a complete monster. (laughs) Deep down? (laughs) God, it's so bad. Almost on cue, he immediately is like, well, you're two minutes late. And if it were the real wedding, the doors would be closed and you would be locked out. Theater boy. Okay, David. He is like a... <laughs> he needs to be on that show... What is it? Bridezilla's. Because he is... He definitely is one. He's a big bridezilla. Thousand percent. David introduces Penelope. I love that name. I just think it's a cute mm-hmm. name. Who's catering for them. And then he introduces Johnny as his dad who's footing the bill. That's how he says it. <laughs> right away. Stevie, who is his maid of honor, and he tells them... She's just here to eat. Yeah. <laughs> Which is the best. I love that. Love that. I'm like, that's my favorite job. Can I have it? I know. I want that job. Thanks. David tells them, we've already chosen the appetizer. And Johnny picks up a plate thinking it's a side salad. Oh, poor thing. That's the garnish for the lobster roll. I love how the chef just looks like dismayed. I know. When he says the salad. Come on. It's just lettuce. How is he supposed to know? Give him a break. He doesn't know. Also, oof, because lobster roll fish is really pricey. That's definitely what Johnny's thinking about. He's like, oh, I didn't, I, I are you thinking of inviting the Vanderbilts? And he's like, no. <laughs> I love that for David. He's like, well, it's a lobster roll. So it's like. He corrects it. Yeah, it's not, it's a roll. It's not a whole lobster. Yeah, this is not an, ex- it's not the fancy thing. Yeah. David does wonder about the salad though. Now that Johnny brought it up and Penelope's like, oh, well, I do have a salad in mind. It has black truffle on it. Parmesan arugula and black truffle. Truffle is money, money, money. Sounds delicious, though. Isn't the black one the most, like, rare? Mm-hmm. It's the one they have pigs to look for. But she's like, I have something that will complement everything perfectly, and he's getting really excited. Stevie notices the price. She's like, oh, is this mm-hmm. per table? No, it's per plate. Per plate. And we're going to have to add eight plates, because my friends from New York are here. Caviar crowd. And they're caviar people. And then she's excited. She's oh, like, I love, I love that. that. Yeah. <laughs> Yeah. And then <laughs> Chef Penelope has them try beef tenderloin, and Johnny clearly loves it, but oh. he just calls it fine. Oh, he loves it. He's like, mm, and yeah. like it's fine. <laughs> and then Stevie goes, it's the best thing I've ever tasted. <laughs> she can't hide it, like, at all. Nope. Johnny goes, oh, well, you don't want people coming to your wedding and only talking about the food. That's literally the only thing I want them to be <laughs> talking about. David notices something's weird. He's like, you normally love beef tenderloin. He's noticing something's going Mm -hmm. on, but he's like, I want you to try more like the duck confit. And Johnny confirms, well, we're not paying for the samples, are we? (laughs) Also, throw more beef in there then. (laughs) I love that he wants. He's like, can I have have some more of this then? Also, it made me want to have that. I'm like, I want to eat. I really want beef tenderloin right now. Yeah, it sounds really nice. Mm, Anyways. Okay. (laughs) <laughs> okay. <laughs> I love food. <laughs> Moving on. <laughs> on that note. Food corner. <laughs> Speaking of food, ha, at the cafe, Moira walks in to meet Tippy. Moira fucking Rose. Wow. That's the first thing wow. he says. You can tell where Moira got a lot of it from, but he knows what he's doing. He's, mm-hmm. you know, he's in the industry. Yeah. He's like, you don't have to stand up. He's like struggling so much to get I off know. that booth. <laughs> he can't. It's like, I got it. I got it. And we get like a really quick... I hired a hypnotherapist to cure my vertigo, and then I married and divorced her and became broke from it, so he's doing well. <laughs> what a journey. Tippy comes bearing gifts, and the first one is right over there, and then Victor Garber's there, a.k.a. Clifton mm-hmm. is there. 
And he calls Moira as lush. She looks as luscious as always. Mm, muffy. Yeah. Gross. Yucks. She says, oh, I would have dressed for the occasion if I knew you were both coming. <laughs> She's wearing She's so a- fancy. <laughs> like, what? What the fuck are you going to wear? Like a ball gown? Ugh, ridiculous. <laughs> then this is a really funny, quick joke where Clifton's like, oh, I gave up the drink. He's a scotch and wine man now. <laughs> what drink did you give up? Same. Yeah, I gave up the drink. That's so good. <laughs> they have these little nicknames for each other. Muffy and... Oh, I can't remember his. Oh, it's Cliffy. She calls him Cliffy. Cliffy and Muffy. Muffy and Cliffy. Weird. She goes, oh, I haven't seen you since you started that electric courtroom drama. This was an actual court case, he says. His daughter wanted to get emancipated (laughs) and the press couldn't get enough. (laughs) Yeah, it was an actual court case. (laughs) What a mess. I love this pairing, though, I think. Yeah. If... They were, if that was the real world, Moira Rose and Clifton Sparks soap opera would be incredible. They're also like two prime actors in scenes mm-hmm. together. It's always nice to watch. So Tippy jumps right in. He's like, you know, I loved you in the Crows movie. And she asks what Clifton thought. And he goes, oh, I can't wait for the oh, screener. For the screener. Oh, my God. <laughs> but Moira does say, she goes, my imagination has become rather unbridled since you called. She wants to know what's going mm-hmm. on. They want to reboot Sunrise Bay on primetime TV. So that's a big difference mm-hmm. than daytime. It's a sexy new cast, but they have asked for characters from the original in order to ground the story. To ground it. This story. This story needs grounding. Does it? <laughs> With the stories that have happened in it? Like, sweet Lord. I don't know how you're going to ground that. But sure. Sure. <laughs> he continues. He's like, so I called Clifton. Moyer goes alphabetical. Alphabetical. <laughs> She needs to clarify that that's the only only reason he was called first. It's very funny. He says he wouldn't do it without Moira there. He tells her Nicole Kidman signed on as Adriana's daughter. Oh, you almost had me. <laughs> she thinks it's a joke because there, she's like, there's no way that they would get her. She reminds them, oh, Vivian was killed off the last time I was shredded. Shredded. God. So much shredding in the past two episodes. Yeah, you're right. A lot of shredding. Clifton said, we have new writers, just let them do their magic. And Tippy dramatically asked, oh, what's this? An offer for a direct-to-series primetime Emmy contender? And puts it over Emmy to... contender. Yeah, over mm-hmm. to Moira. And he's like, you know, read it. We can meet up with you later tonight and celebrate over drinks, Clifton adds. So clearly, he's still a drinker. He gave up the drink. <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> but Moira doesn't know what to say, and Clifton calls her Vivian. It's a simple answer. Okay, we'll get back to that. Alexis has so many questions because she's been watching Sunrise Bay all day <laughs> She's been long. watching the show. <laughs> and she goes, why did... Oh my God, this is dark. All of it is dark. So she asked all why they killed off her character after she gave birth to her ninth child and escaped from that cave <laughs> with that secret about her lover who was a ghost, yes. <laughs> her lover was a ghost. What is happening? I need to watch this show. That is so it. much. She had nine children. She escaped from a cave. She had a lover that was a ghost. What is and going I on? I feel like later we find out the cave talks to her. To oh, it does. Story. We'll get to that. Oh, you just revealed spoilers. Spoiler alert. Sorry. Sorry, major spoilers for Sunrise Bay. Don't stop listening. <laughs> Alexis goes, and they also killed you in the most humiliated way. This is nuts moira vomited a demon into a toilet and then fell in and drowned what the shit is and that's going not on? even her final death yeah i don't 
And then she's like, oh, well, the writers insisted it was symbolic. And then they shredded her, just like what Moira said at lunch. <laughs> oh, my God. What do you think that even means? I have no clue. Like, I'm only picturing, like, a human-sized paper shredder. Paper shredder. That's exactly what I'm picturing. Or, like, the thing, do you remember, do you know the mask? Like, the thing that he almost falls in? That thing where they just mash people inside? Yes, 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 it's yes, like yes, a yes, grinding yes, yes. machine? Like that. That's the only thing I can think of. Mm-hmm. I'm thinking like, or, yeah, or like a factory thing, like one of those, like in Toy Story. <laughs> like an abnormally large paper shredder that you just yeah. fall in and it breaks your bones. <laughs> Terrifying. Shredder corner. She's ignoring a lot of this because she's like, I want to talk about, you know, lunch and what just happened. Yeah, I came here to tell you something. But she does say before that about the shredding. Well, I should have seen that coming after my contract demands. So we get a little hint there. Mm-hmm. And Alexis admits, I went down a dark Sunrise Bay hole. <laughs> and she found all these conspiracy, conspiracy theories. But sites. the biggest one that she wants to tell her about is the fact that Clifton had her written off the show because he was jealous. Mm-hmm. That's a really big fan Conspiracy theory. fans. Alexis has her watch this video because Moira's like, no, 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 that's not what happened. Yeah, can't be real. Mm-hmm. I was negotiating my contract. So she's like, just sit down and watch this. This is very funny because he's clearly he's so wasted. drunk. <laughs> And he plays drunk very well. (laughs) He can't speak. He's like running over his words. And he's, it looks like they're at like an award show. And still like holding the proper like Victor Garber essence, like Moira would. And the woman's asking him, there's this rumor about like what's going on with Moira getting off the show. Mm -hmm. And he goes, well, let's just say someone reminded the writers There can only be one head of surgery at Sunrise General, and he thinks the housewives at home know who that should be. (laughs) Yikes. Nightmare. (laughs) Also, there's this really young woman in the back that's clearly his date, which is a funny touch. (laughs) She's just, like, standing there. (laughs) It's great. So Moira stands up. She's like, no, he was just drunk. And I came here to tell you that I've been asked to resuscitate Vivian. Mm -hmm. So she tells her finally. And Alexis goes, well, is Clifton involved? Mm -hmm. Moira tells her, well, he drove all the way here, though, to tell me about this. And Alexis tells her, of course he did. You are the only one from the show making headlines right now. (laughs) And then (laughs) we get this really glorious line that I'm obsessed with. Moira says, Adriana had that DUI last year. Popped a breast, poor dear. (laughs) (laughs) Popped a Breath also, ouch. Here. That sounds extremely Big ouch. Ow, ow. I don't want to know what that is like. Just, ugh. No, I don't. Yeah. Pass. No, thanks. And Alexis goes, they need you. Mm-hmm. She's like, I'm telling you, as your publicist and your daughter, and now the moderator of the Sunrise <laughs> Bay fan forum. <laughs> so good. She's obsessed. I love it. Yeah, there's more to this story. Moira wants to go through with it after watching that video. This is the, my favorite line. Just remember that there is nothing wrong with asking for what you deserve. Mm -hmm. Yes. 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 Preach it. Preach it. To everybody, a thousand percent, you need to live by that logic. So Moira tells Alexis, maybe you could do more housework and less mouse work. Very clever. Mm -hmm. And thanks her for her pair of pennies. I've never heard that before. Pair of pennies. Penny for your thoughts. And then another penny for your other thought. Ah, there it is. Multiple thoughts. Multiple pennies. All the pennies. (laughs) We are in the lobby. Johnny is clearly still eating the beef tenderloin, so he got <laughs> He's some got, go. yeah, a little to-go container. <laughs> yeah. 
And he tells Stevie, he goes in, good news, I might have found someone to do the fumigation at the new motel for half the price. He has a lot of one-star reviews, but that's an extra star than the other guys. (laughs) (laughs) I love that. Ouch. Stevie asks, oh, well, will the savings cover the cost of rebuilding the foundation? Because that's what's going to happen. Yeah. And he goes, oh, well, I guess it's actually not good news then. And then David walks in, noticing that Johnny is still eating the beef. <laughs> which is very funny. <laughs> I, th- I thought you might have been awkward. Like there was some awkwardness happening at the tasting. And I got the sense that you were uncomfortable about something. And Johnny's like, oh, well, I don't understand why. And he goes, so apparently Penelope asked Johnny if he wanted to crack the top of the creme brulee. And he asked, if we break it, do we do buy we bu- it? <laughs> Also, that makes me want creme brulee right away. I know. I'm so hungry now. It's so good. It's such an underrated dessert and it's one of my favorites. I love it so much. There's this place I used to live in Astoria, New York, that has like a seasonal one. So it changes. And the fall one is pumpkin. And it's so good. Oh, my goodness. So good. Now, I'm like, I haven't had creme brulee in so long. Now, that's all I want. Me too. I know I want it now. It's hard to find. They don't have it a lot of mm-hmm. places, which is a bummer. David tells him he doesn't have to cover the cost of the extra table because, you know, that's eight plates mm-hmm. he didn't budget for. Patrick's parents also ended up giving them way more money than they expected. So there's this nest egg that they set aside before for Patrick and his ex-fiance. Right. And this way, Johnny, if it's going to be a strain, he's like, you don't have to pay for it. Like anything. he doesn't. Yeah, don't worry about it. Of course, that was his way out, but Johnny has some pride there. So he goes, mm-hmm. no, uh, I, David, I told you I would cover the food. If the brewer's paying for the extra table, that's a wonderful gesture. They want to do that. So he leaves. And then he's also, he's like, I told you about that beef, right? <laughs> like when he's leaving, because <laughs> he's still eating it. <laughs> and then this is the sweet moment. Stevie comes up. Yeah. And she's like, "This Ugh. it won't always be like this, you know. He has this really sweet. Johnny has this like reflecting moment thinking about Moira and him. He's like, you know, we did have a nest egg set aside for David's for David. wedding. Um, he wanted to, he always talked about Bali and we were going to charter some jets and fly everyone out for the wedding. Yeah. Ugh. He's just kind of like, you know, dreaming about it. And he's like, I think I'm going to go get some air outside. Very sad. Yeah. You can tell how like the switch like that. That's one of the things he misses he could provide now, like he can see it. His son and daughter, yeah. I think that he thinks about that a lot. I don't even think it... He hasn't been selfish in so long and thinking about things for himself, but I think it's the fact that yeah. they had something like that before and it's so out of reach now. That Yeah, that he could have given his son everything he wanted for his wedding. Yeah, yeah. It's and sad. now he can't do anything. He can't even afford the food. Oh, it's fine. I'm fine. It's very sad. <sighs> Meanwhile, I'm still hungry. So. <laughs> no, I'm so hungry. <laughs> Anyways. <laughs> okay. So Moira walks into the bar where Clifton and Tippy have already started the celebration. Mm-hmm. Clifton's clearly gone. He's wasted. Tippy seems kind of normal, but Clifton's yeah, yeah, like yeah. having a journey. I noticed this, which I don't know if I noticed in the first watch. She has like a Vivian wig. It looks kind of like Vivian. Mm-hmm. It's like short, the same kind of bob, bobby. the same color. Mm-hmm. Yeah, it's very similar. And she has this great, like, big fur, of course, because she's always wearing way too many layers in this town. I don't know why yeah. they never have seasons there, apparently. <laughs> Not for Moira. <laughs> she has this great line. Oh, no, this doctor would rather nurse her potable, if you don't mind, talking about her drink. <laughs> Best to stay lucid for our Congress. Good. Mm-hmm. Good, Moira. I love that. I don't know if this happened already or not, but he's like, tell that pretty young thing I'd like a sex on the beach. And if she has time, I'll take another scotch. I know! <laughs> 
Jesus Christ. But it's very funny the way he says it. Yeah, the way he drunk. says it. It's very, yeah. very well delivered. He's very, very good very at being gross. drunk, which is a lot of what he had to do in this episode, considering mm-hmm. that they had to film the thing, the video they watched. Yeah, he was sober for one scene. Well, and the scenes when he's on screen. So like him being drunk in the past and right, you know, right, right. on the show. So, <laughs> yeah, it's very funny. Moira says, it was really easy to remember my character's demise because it was even more vicious when Vivian got trampled while honeymooning in Pamplona. So that was one of her first deaths, apparently. <laughs> <laughs> she got trampled by the, <laughs> by the bulls. Clifton is... Very blunt because he's clearly drunk. So he's like, just get over it. Contract negotiations go sour all the time. Mm -hmm. And then you see a switch in Moira. She looks Mm -hmm. at him when he says that. And she's like, what would you know about my contract? So Tippy tries to save this, clearly noticing something's going on. He's like, you know, I did give you, speaking of contracts, I gave you a new one today. And she Mm -hmm. pulls it out and she tells Clifton, well, you know, there are fans that think you had something to do with me being written off the show and he tries to laugh it off but he is clearly drunk and cannot yeah, he can't find a way out <laughs> and he goes well there were a lot of egos back then and i was a different man it was before my liver transplant <laughs> <laughs> which is such a well-rounded joke because clearly he had problems different with man. alcohol and now he's poisoning <laughs> the, new the new liver so good job buddy Woo. He goes, think of it as a compliment. Your star was rising and I was maybe jealous. Yikes. Moira, this is very funny, this next joke. She guesses, well, I'm guessing Clifton was also responsible for my name being repeatedly left off the daytime Emmy ballot. To be <laughs> oh, very no. honestly goes, no, we submitted you We submitted year. you for every one of those. <laughs> yeah. Also, he has a very funny line where he goes, yes, and that season where you played your own brother too, we submitted you for best actress and actor. And actor. <laughs> <laughs> Also, Clifton doesn't like hearing that because he wasn't aware that that was a thing. Moira asked Tippy, so I didn't negotiate myself out of the job, did I? And he's like, you deserved every penny, and I want you to consider this new offer as an amends. If she signs on, they can all go back to doing what they love. Amazing moment alert. Here we go. Moira says... Well, there's something that I love that I haven't been able to do for quite some time. <laughs> and she triple slaps Clifton. It is glorious. So good. <laughs> and I do wonder if she really did it because it looks so real. Yeah. And like they kept the camera on him too. It's not like they cut away. Because it's so fast. Yeah. Also, his face after it happens is like the best face <laughs> ever. He's just like shocked and equally like. Amused. Drunk. Yeah. So it's like a good combination. <laughs> Oh, I just love it. And then she goes, okay, now, Mr. Bernstein, I have a few demands. She gets to her contract. At the cafe, Roland and Johnny now are at a booth, and Roland wonders if he should sell his baseball that Gina Davis signed. (laughs) (laughs) Clearly a League of Their Own reference, because why would she sign that? He goes, oh, well, it might take a little more than that, Roland. And then Stevie comes in, and Roland, this is really funny physical comedy. He tries to, like, shake her hand, but he has, like, wing (laughs) shit, like, all over his hands, because he's eating wings. And Johnny apologizes. Sorry for the late meeting, but with the new motel situation, he thinks their only option is to sell the second motel and recoup what they can, like whatever money is left Mm -hmm. over. Roland is funny here because he's switching off from agreeing. First, he agrees with that. Yeah, he's like, yeah, that's a great idea. 
And then Stevie has an idea. <laughs> She's like, well, I don't want that. And he's like, yeah, I don't want that. That's not a good idea. <laughs> it's very Tom Haverford in Parks and Rec. They have to do the two different campaign videos. Mm. And he's like, oh, no, Leslie. Yes, I agree. That- oh, yes, Ben, I completely agree. <laughs> like he always, that's a very Tom Haverford walking like, you know, Switzerland thing in the middle. She has an idea to buy 30 more motels right now. She gives him these papers of all the roadside motels that are currently for sale. And she's like, bottom line, we're not going to make any money off of just two or three locations, but we will if it's 20 or 30 locations. And Johnny's thinking, and he's like, well, it would be a bigger undertaking, but we could franchise on a larger scale and the dividends would be greater. He asks, how did you come up with this? This is really cute. She goes, well, Mm -hmm. it was a book that I was given. Maybe you read it and it's his book. Yay. It's so cute. It's very cool. It's like full circle. And she's really sweet here. And she goes, you did this before, Mr. Rose. I think you can do it again. Goosebumps. Cute, cute. And he gets very excited by it. He's like, I think we do need a proper investor to pull this off. But for the first time, maybe I can actually call in favors because he hasn't done that yet with this idea. And he's like, we just need a really strong pitch. And he doesn't know if anyone from his old life would take a meeting. But a wise man once wrote, you miss 100% of the tapes you don't play. <laughs> so cute. That means nothing. <laughs> <laughs> well, no, it's it's like the Wayne Gretzky quote, like uh, you miss a hundred percent of the shots you don't take. That's why it's so good. Yeah, but that one at least makes sense. That's true, but it, that's why it's funny. It's ridiculous. <laughs> Roland, he tries to chime in. He clearly only read the dedication because that's all he knows. He's like, sorry <laughs> <laughs> to my wife Moira. <laughs> Thank you. <laughs> he apologizes, but he's partial to historical fiction only. So. Mm-hmm. We're at the motel. Alexis is in workout clothes now. She's putting mm-hmm. shoes on. And like, you know, tight, normal ones, not the sweats she's been wearing all day. <laughs> Has our quarantine been lifted? <laughs> That's what Moira asks. <laughs> That's great. Alexis goes, well, I was afraid I was getting bed sores, so I'm going to go for a run. Yikes. She needed to cleanse her brain a bit, too, because she just watched eight hours of Sunrise Bay, and, <laughs> and it I made feel her feel not right not in the right head. In the head. <laughs> I wonder why. It's like, that happens. <laughs> they did a medical study. <laughs> it, ha- it had that effect. The New England Journal of Medicine did a fascinating study on it. <laughs> God. So David chimes in, will you be trapped in this crystal the entire episode? Best to skip ahead. <laughs> Best to skip ahead. <laughs> the crystal. What the hell? So Alexis asks about the meeting. Mm-hmm. Like, how did it go? And Moira tells her, well, you were right about Clifton. David, he sucks in this, by the way. He's like eating while he's like responding. Yeah, like everyone agrees he's really bad in this. And Alexis confirms, so he did have you written off the show. And Moira was like, yes, I used that little nugget, though, to negotiate a superior deal. And reiterates what Alexis said earlier, that she is the one cast member still making headlines. Moira will take the show on the condition that Clifton is written off and that she gets to choose his death. (laughs) (laughs) Which is great. She also asks for more money and a diamond bracelet and Alexis high fives her and then is like, whoa, that's that's a lot, mom. Well, that's a little too much. Moira made them an offer they refused. So she's not going to be on the show. An offer they had to refuse. Yeah. Mm-hmm. And she thanks Alexis for removing her rosy lunettes. What a way to say rose colored glasses. Rose-colored you can't just glasses. say the phrase. She can't say any normal phrase. It has to be. No, no, no. Gotta change it. Yes. Removed her rosy lunette so that she could see Clifton for who he really is. Moira tells Alexis, this is sweet. She's like, you did all of this without getting out of bed. So imagine what you can do. Very cute. And she's all, Alexis is all proud. Mm -hmm. And David interrupts saying, 
Okay, how is it that your daughter is also in the cave but has never looked up once? You've been hanging over her for three straight episodes. (laughs) (laughs) And then Moira sits down and she's like, oh, the season picks up here when the cave starts talking back to me. Yes, so it does talk. (laughs) What the hell is going on? Also, biggest thing at the end, it was voiced by the wonderful Peter Falk. Peter Falk. going on crazy i need to see this show it also must have made insane money if you could get like people like him to voice a cave talking to you like what legit feels more like buffy the vampire slayer than it does a soap opera (laughs) because it's like a talking cave a crystal buffy star wars like what else is in there i don't warehouse 13 dollhouse all of those shows oh yeah warehouse 13 definitely oh i missed that show that show was so good there's a lot going on in this so-called soap opera it's in a lot of realms apparently (laughs) okay my shithead of the week Ooh, i am torn like you are on the last episode because i want to i with alexis and moira but i'm gonna go with moira because obviously this is her main storyline but i also like that she actually listened Mm -hmm. to what alexis gave her that's a big moment between them because they're not they've especially this season they've been getting a lot closer which is nice it's nice that she was actually listening and if alexis but it's hard because i want to give it to alexis too because if she hadn't given her that information she would have screwed herself over and i love how alexis is like legit fan of the show now (laughs) she's like obsessed with it oh it's so funny (laughs) head of the forum (laughs) so good is she yours then, Alexis? No, uh, my shithead is Johnny Rose. Oh, we switched. So we're flipped. We're fully flipped. <laughs> Why is it? Because of you can see him that he has grown so much that he doesn't really miss his old life. Yeah. But he does miss what he could have given his family if he was the person he is today and his family was the person they are today, how their lives could have been. He's the least selfish out of all of them, for sure. That moment where he was like, you could see the emotion yeah. flooding him and then like it bled into Stevie and I was like, oh my God, my kids. He's so good at flipping in that scene, like flipping to like slow excitement and then building on it. Mm-hmm. He's just so natural with that all the time. He's such a good actor. Oh, yeah. Props. Just a little bit of parental envy. He's like, oh, well, Patrick's parents can like had money set aside and I like I can't do that for my kids. And it's also sweet because I don't think he realizes it, but he's definitely like a father figure to Stevie. And I don't know if he's realizing Mm -hmm. that. He's like reflecting on other people now too. Like, um, it's really sweet. Yeah. It's great. Yeah. And like, right. The way he bounced off and inspired Stevie to become like a freaking entrepreneur right now. If he didn't give her that book, they wouldn't have this idea. Yeah. So there it is. So yeah, that's my shithead. Woo. But yes. Hope you're all doing well. Yes. 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 Best wishes. And yes. (laughs) Warmest regards. <laughs> Bye. 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 E- e-